This hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening is presented by Baylor Scott & White Health. They're now offering virtual care anytime, even nights and weekends, on the MyBSW Health app. Just text BETTER, B-E-T-T-E-R, to 88408 to download the app today. And now, here's Neil. Hi, Stewie. Thank you very much. Welcome back, everybody, to the second hour. We have one line open. If you'd like to be involved, it's 800 288 WBAP 800-288-9227. Simple as that. Give us a call, please. Uh, today's SPCA of Texas Pet of the Week is Forest. Forest is a shepherd mix. Wanting a forever home uh, with the SPCA of Texas. That's where he is now. That's not where he wants to be forever. Forrest is just uh, younger than a year old now, so he is still full of energy and fun. He has a golden brown coat of fur with a little white underneath, and one of the biggest doggy smiles you'll ever see. He's a medium-sized dog at 43 pounds. That's not very large, but he'll put on a few more pounds over time, don't we all? Forrest actually came to the SPCA of Texas from an animal cruelty seizure in Hunt County. He was very underweight when he arrived due to not being fed properly at all. He's bounced back from that experience extremely well, and he's had a great attitude all the while. He seems very appreciative of his second chance in life. He walks great on a leash and proud. He seems very trainable. Forrest gets along with just about everybody. If you have any kids or other dogs, bring them on down to the shelter for a meet and greet so everybody can get acquainted properly. Forrest will be waiting with a grin on his face. Just like all the pets at the SPCA of Texas, Forrest has been neutered, microchipped, he's had all of his age-appropriate vaccines, and he's waiting for his new forever family at the SPCA of Texas Jan Reese Jones Animal Care Center. They're at 2400 Lone Star Drive at I-30 west of Hampton Road. The center is open for adoptions every day from noon to 6. Animals are available by walk-in. On a first-come, first-served basis, appointments are also available for select animals. They invite you to browse their available animals at spca.org slash findapet. Visit spca.org slash dogadopt to inquire about a dog or spca.org slash catadopt to inquire about a cat. That's spca.org slash findapet to see Forrest, F-O-R-E. E-S-T. And let's get him a home. He's a young guy looking for a home. And uh, that report is sponsored today by Wortham Brothers Roofing Company, the people who put a roof on our home. And we're mighty proud of our roof, and we're mighty uh, lucky to have Wortham Brothers as a sponsor of the program. Texas premier roofing contractor serving the entire north-central Texas area with the finest in roofing since 1986, and that tallies up to 100,000 roofs installed. That is amazing. The experience is invaluable. Uh, you need to uh, you need to uh, uh, give a uh, give them a chance to bid your job, and uh, you'll find that nobody will do you a better job more affordably and with more care and attention to detail. Uh, composition roofs, clay and concrete tile, metal, slate, newer residential re-roofing. They do flat roofs. They do it all. Hail or wind damage, they can come out and assess any damage that you might have had. Even if you're not sure, let them take a look. There's no charge for that assessment. The one-year anniversaries of of uh, storms can pass. You have nice weather, and, and those anniversaries pass, and that's not good because what that means is your insurance policy may not pay after that anniversary. So you need to let them come out and take a look if you have any concern at all about whether you have storm damage, uh, wind damage, hail damage, anything of that sort. That's what we did. Uh, I began to suspect we, I think we had a hailstorm, and we were not home when it happened, and we didn't have a lot of leaves down, but uh, the neighbors were getting new roofs, and, and we were beginning to detect a couple of leaks, and I said, I think I better call Wortham Brothers. They came out, and they found uh, significant leaks in a couple of places, and next thing we knew, we contacted our insurance carrier. They said, yes, you do have a problem, and Wortham Brothers put a new roof on our home. It was just, and of course, I, I chose to call them and got them back, and uh, rest is history. It's a wonderful roof. We've had it four years. I recommend them highly. I've been advertising for them for seven or eight years. They are the roofing company that I trust enough to put up on our house. Call them today, 972 
5788. WBRoofing.com, Wortham Brothers Roofing, 972-562-5788. WBRoofing.com, it's Wortham Brothers. Baylor Scott and White Health now offers virtual care anytime, like right now, or later today, or when those pesky allergies are giving you a very real headache. Just text BETTER, that's B-E-T-T-E-R, to 88408 to download the MyBSW Health app today. And now, back to Neil. All right, Stewie, thank you very much. We go back to the phones to Alan, trying to finish up with a ground cover. Uh, that has uh, stays low to the ground and then puts up purple flowers in the summertime. And I ask if it, it might be a... It will, it will die back some in the winter, but not, not totally. And then the spring, if you just top it off with a weed eater, it, then within a month it's back better than ever. All right, and it's coming back from the plants, not from seed. Yes. So it is definitely a perennial. All right, uh, do you know salvias when you see them? All right, I'm I'm going to have to let you join in the uh, in the the scavenger hunt here for me, because there are a lot of salvias. Uh, these flowers are up and down a spike. Or are they are they just kind of dancing around in the wind, or what are they? No, they're up and down a spike. All right, that may very well be one of the salvias, and I'm not even going to try to guess the the many salvias. Uh, without uh, letting you do the, the the homework. The first ones to bloom in the spring are, uh, as luck would have it, autumn sage. Uh, but but I, yeah, it's just kind of a misnomer. But, but salvia gregi, take a, take a look at the various salvias for Texas okay. and see if that might be what you have. The other thing you can do is wait. Uh, they would. The question here is ideal time to plant. That's what's on my screen. And what I would do is go into a, a good independent retail garden center, uh, the one that sponsored my hour when you called. Callaway's would certainly qualify. They have a lot of salvias, um, and they, they deal with local growers. There are other good nurseries also that would have a lot of salvias. Just stay away from the big national stores that don't buy locally um, and, and uh, have them match you up. They'll be able to do that in the spring if you wait until it starts growing in the spring, and especially if it's beginning to bloom in the spring. They can they can hit it dead on if it's a salvia. Uh, I was trying to think of other plants that would have purple flowers that, that might be perennials. There, I don't know of a ground cover that would uh, fit that uh, category. Purple heart certainly does not because its flowers don't rise above the, the flowers. Purple loosestrife is... is one of my all-time favorite um, perennials, but it is not allowed to be sold any longer. Uh, it's probably not uh, fair because the, uh, the the variety that we have available to us or used to have uh, is um, uh, is not invasive. But in the Northeast, the the wild purple loosestrife uh, is taking over waterways along the shores of lakes and rivers and so it can't be sold uh, the one that is in the nursery trade is triploid and and theoretically sterile and uh, i love that plant but you, you won't find that in nurseries they, they don't sounds like it. sounds like kud, the kudzu oh no 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 well the the wild one up there is right around the edges of the lakes but uh but look look up purple loose strife and you'll see what i mean it's a beautiful plant but but that's, I don't think, what you have seen. Um, and then there are other things that are much less common, but I don't think you would, I, I don't think, I, I'll bet it's a salvia. Salvias are the, okay. are the most dependable perennials. Well, maybe we can take a picture of it and take it over to Callaway's. Absolutely. Yeah, talk to, talk to one of their managers. They'll either be certified or master certified nursery professionals, and they'll be able to help you. Okay, thank you very much. You betcha, Alan. Thanks for the call. Good, good challenge there. Roy in Dallas, we'll, uh, we'll have you next. Let me get a break out of the way, and uh, then we'll come back to you. That opens up a line. We have two open right now at 800-288-WBAP. More slowly, 800-288-9227. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. I have the salvias photographed in my book so you can see what they look like. That's a, a place to, to match them up if you have a copy of it, the Perennials chapter. 300, uh, 
44 pages with 840 photographs, and this is exactly the reason I want you to be able to see what the uh, what the various plants look like when you're making choices. What are these great plants? Well, here they are. Uh, I self-published this book when I when I sat down to write the book and had Carolyn Skye as my editor and uh, Cindy Smith as the graphic designer. I said I want to self-publish. I want you two uh, to work alongside me. I want to hire you both. And uh, they both were uh, amenable to it. I'm so grateful. Um, the three of us put the book together. And um, this, I didn't want to work through a publishing house because they, they control everything. They make the decisions of what stays and what goes. And, and uh, I just, I'd done that with four other books and I've never felt good about it. I do feel great about this. So it's Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. It covers all aspects of outdoor gardening for every county in Texas. Landscapes, lawns, flower, fruit, and vegetable gardening. Chapter 2, uh, specifically, is a 48-page calendar of when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all of your plants. It's four pages per month of when to do things for every county in Texas. Now, I, you may have heard me mention last hour that the truck was delayed by several days coming last week, so I had no choice but to leave the special up. It, well, it will go away. I have the six printing in my possession now, so the special will end on Wednesday of this week, and the thirty-eight ninety-five price will go up after uh, the office closes Wednesday evening. If you want the thirty-two ninety-five price, you need to get the book bought right away. Thirty-two ninety-five. You'll get a copy of a hardback book with three hundred forty-four pages, eight hundred forty of my best photographs, and all of that information for every county in the state of Texas. All of that satisfaction guaranteed, and I'll be signing your copy. Here are the two ways you can buy it, because it's not in stores and not on Amazon. You can call my office Monday through Wednesday this week, 800-752-GROW. I mean, you can call after Wednesday, but you'll pay more. 800-752-4769. The better way is to order it on the website right now, so you don't forget, at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L... S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Yum! Fresh pecans. YorkPecanShop.com. Save 10% off your first order with code N-E-G-N-L. They're a family-owned pecan business. Everything from large pecan halves to chopped pecan pieces. Candied pecan, cinnamon, caramel, praline, trail mixes, and more. Oh, my. Get ready for holiday baking. YorkPecanShop.com. Use code N-E-G-N-L. Save 10% off your first order. YorkPecanShop.com. Hello, friends. This is Tommy Brummett, pastor of First United Methodist Church in downtown McKinney, inviting you to join us for worship. You can join us in person in McKinney and in Melissa, or join us online. Find out all options at sharingtheheart.org. First United Methodist Church, where the love of God is proclaimed and everyone is welcome. All right, Tommy, Pastor Tommy, thank you, sir. And uh, the 1110 service is the one we are able to get to. I get off the air at 10, and we can make that one. There is a, a service that live streams at 10.05 if you're unable to get to McKinney. 315 North Church Street is the address for your GPS. Join us, won't you please? Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. These are local experts who know the right questions to ask. They're going to make sure that you succeed with your project. I hope that you'll get into Ace Hardware. It's kind of nice to walk into a store and be greeted by people who really care about your success. Isn't that nice? And people that you already know because they're your neighbors. That's kind of nice as well. October is Fire Safety Month at Ace. Stop by your locally owned North Texas Ace retailer to find a great deal on first alert smoke and carbon monoxide alarms. This is a very special alarm. Listen to this. First alert 10-year series of smoke and carbon monoxide alarms, the definitive edition of this revolutionary line of alarms. A leap in technology has eliminated the need ever to power or charge this unit with batteries. Powered by a sealed 10-year lithium battery to provide continuous protection. That's for 10 years without battery replacement. There's an end-of-life signal to alert you when the alarm needs to be replaced. 10-year limited warranty. 
Ace stores, they're parts of our neighborhoods, and as I mentioned, you're dealing with people you already know, and they're your friends, and Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. Baylor Scott & White Health now offers virtual care anytime, like right now or later today, or when a stinging creature or poison ivy has reached out to get you. Just text BETTER, B-E-T-T-E-R, to 88408 to download the My BSW Health app today. And now, back to Neil. All right, Stuby, we can do that. Let's go to Roy in Dallas. Roy, this is Neil. Thanks for waiting. How can I help you? Well, good morning, sir. I hope you get your books and, and other books in before that diesel shortage happens. I'm ready. Bring them on. Yes. The books are in the garage and ready to sign, so I'm good. Good. Okay, you covered with one other caller about uh, hyacinths and tulips and preconditioning in, in your refrigerator. And I think in one of your segments you did a few weeks ago that – I believe you and I were talking about this, and I think you said be sure you have those types of bulbs away from fresh fruit. Could They could affect them. Is that correct? Um, I didn't talk about it, but it is uh, ethylene gas is given off by the fresh fruit, and that could uh, impact things. Yes, sir. Okay. Would it work if I put them in any uh, freezer, Ziploc freezer bag? are a airtight plastic container in the refrigerator? Um, I think I'd rather have you put the fruit in such a container, frankly, well, because, the, because the, uh, the the bulbs probably would benefit from having some air motion through them. They're still living, breathing beings, and the fruit is not counting on living and breathing. You're going to eat it. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, I got some coming from Brent and Becky, so that, that's the uh, yeah. next thing. Um, the other question is, both myself and my neighbor next door, we've tried this. This is the second year in a row. We've on our pumpkins that we've pumpkin seeds we have uh, planted, and uh, we have plenty of vines and broad leaves and gold blossoms, but yet we don't have pumpkins. Do we have to cross-pollinate those like you do squash? Yes. It's not really cross-pollinating. Okay. It's po- pollinating. It's not cross-pollinating. Don't, don't confuse the terms. Cross-pollinating would involve taking the pollen from one uh, genetic strain of pumpkins over there somewhere and bringing that pollen to this genetic strain of pumpkins to try to get some completely different genetic strain of pumpkins. Um, in this case, you're just trying to pollinate uh, the the take the pollen from one plant and put it onto the same plant. Let me explain to people. They think I've lost my mind, Roy. Let me salvage what little reputation I still have left. Okay, <laughs> uh, all the cucurbit family, the cucumber family, pumpkin, squash, all of them, melons, have male and female flowers separately on the plant. Uh, You can tell the difference in the male from the female flowers. The male flowers have straight stems. At the base of the petals, the little stem is just straight as can be, like a pencil. The female flowers have a swelling where the fruit will develop at the base of the petals. Uh, You can also tell by looking in the flower, and you'll see pollen all over the male flowers. You won't see any pollen at all in the female flowers. That's pretty obvious. All right, Uh, the plants... For the first couple of weeks that the plants are in bloom, generally, you'll get pollen. You'll get male flowers, and that's kind of nature's way of being sure that there is enough pollen uh, by the time the first female flowers are produced. It's just an interesting uh, coincidence. Mm-hmm. And so when, when you begin to see the female flowers forming, uh, if you're not seeing bees working the flowers, then all you have to do is, is clip off uh, a male flower or two, and peel the petals away so that you expose the pollen very uh, uh, obviously. And that would be something you do at 9 or 10 in the morning. You don't want to leave it out there all day. And daub that pollen onto the female flowers. Um, one male flower probably would pollinate a couple of female flowers. And then you get another one, you do some more. You don't want to try to pollinate every female flower. That would overtax the plants. But you become the bee at that point, and uh, that's that. That's what you do if you don't have bee activity. 
and it it will work. It does work. Is it best to use a cotton swab? Uh, I think uh, you use your. I think you use uh, a little pair of of uh, clippers. You clip them and you 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 peel the petals away, and you daub it on with. The, it becomes the dauber. You don't need a cotton swab. You use it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I thought we were going. Uh, in the wrong direction, and, and you helped us out on that. Jeez, yeah, we got plenty of vines and plenty, plenty of. Uh, I mean, they're enormous, but uh, with the leaves, but n- no pumpkin. Right. Nope. And everybody can't carve says, those. Well, can't carve those. No, yeah. you sure can't. <laughs> well, well I hope that helps. You. All yes, right. Sir. You take care. Happy Halloween. Otherwise, <laughs> all right. And uh, don't know if you're aware, but Floyd Ada, I guess that's Floyd County, if I'm not mistaken, has about 4,000 acres of uh, pumpkins. They grow all the pumpkins that we have in the state of Texas, just about. Read up on Floyd Ada sometime and how they get started raising pumpkins. David and Garland, you'll be my next call up. Have two open lines, folks, 800-288-9227, 800-288-WBAP. Let me tell you about Advanced Foundation Repair right now. Um, it, rain, we had three and a half inches of rain at our house over the last uh, 36 hours, and that means that the soils are swollen. They've gotten big all of a sudden, these clay soils. And when they get dry, they shrink, and so does the foundation. It Well, the foundation doesn't shrink, but the soil around it. And that makes a huge difference in how our foundations react. And uh, that's where the cracking occurs. And then here comes the rain and the foundation jams against itself and does the Dutch rub and, and, and the uh, concrete rubs against itself. It's just a never ending cycle. You need to have advanced foundation repair come out, determine the nature of any problems that might exist. They can do that when the soils are wet just as well. And they can fix those problems, make your house whole once again. Don't put this off. It's damaging to your house. It's damaging to the paint jobs, to the windows, to the doors that aren't operating properly, damaging to the electrical wiring. It's damaging to everything in your home. Insects can get in. Snakes can get in. I think uh, raccoons can get in. Some of the cracks that develop, you just don't want to leave it un. Uh, unfixed advanced foundation repair they guarantee their work for the lifetime of the home and that guarantee is transferable owner to owner to owner i don't want to overstate this i don't think the cracks are that big but they are very damaging the inspection is absolutely free and the people are fabulous i've been advertising for them 27 years the website is foundation repairs.com plural foundation repairs.com advanced foundation repair 214-333-0003. Whenever you're out and about, take us along. Just download the WBAP app. Wherever you want us, whenever you want us. News Talk 820, WBAP. WBAP.com. My electronic newsletter is called eGardens, and it's like an old-fashioned garden section. It comes from my computer directly to your email, and it happens Thursday, just a little bit after 6 p.m. I get mine about 3 after 6. I think you'll like eGardens. If you don't already get it, you need to join the 80,000 other people who already do get it, and I think you'll find that it is uh, a real help to you. Uh, there always are five stories. I write almost all of those stories. One of them is a featured plant of the week. One of the stories is always gardening this weekend, where I point out the most important things to be done that weekend. That way you can go out on Friday and buy your materials and be ready to go Friday evening, Saturday, and Sunday to get the jobs done. And one of the stories is always our Q&A section, which is a story all of its own because I take your questions, a lot of them. And then a couple of other stories. That's eGardens, Neil Spray's eGardens. And if you want to see what it looks like, go where you sign up for it. That's on my website. I'll never give or sell your email address to anybody, nor will I ever spam you. You have nothing to worry about. You can always unsubscribe at any time. That's Neil Sperry's eGardens. Take a look. And that's at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com for eGardens. 100 years serving DFW. Trending now. Trending now. On WBAP. And WBAP.com. 
White Settlement teenager's been arrested for shooting another teen with an assault rifle. I'm Dennis Martin at the WBAP 24-7 News Desk. ClassicChevrolet.com, WBAP first traffic and weather. On the ones. An accident in Allen has closed northbound 75 between Stacy Road and Ridgeview Drive. In Fort Worth, road construction has closed northbound 35W between Heritage Trace Parkway and Golden Triangle Boulevard. With WBAP's first traffic on the ones, I'm Dennis Martin. Now the WBAP forecast. Today is going to be partly cloudy and pleasant. High temperature right around 70 degrees. Tonight, clear and cool. Overnight low, 51 Tomorrow, Monday, that's Halloween, will be mostly sunny and pleasant with a high temperature right around 72 degrees. Right now, 58 in Dallas. We're looking at 57 in Fort Worth. Lots of sunshine, both cities. White Settlement Police have arrested a 17-year-old resident for the shooting of a 14-year-old eight days ago. It accused 17-year-old Mason Stops of shooting the 14-year-old with an assault rifle during a dispute over a girl. The unidentified 14-year-old was hit in the leg and is hospitalized. Police say Stops and several other young males were video recorded on a neighbor's surveillance system. Stops has been arrested. Police are looking for the others. Passengers at DFW Airport can now take a flight straight to Auckland, New Zealand. American Airlines has launched seasonal daily nonstop service in a Boeing 787 aircraft. The overnight flight's one of only a handful of flights that run from the U.S. to New Zealand. Pre-pandemic, American had operated a flight between Auckland and Los Angeles. I'm Dennis Martin. Our next news update will be at 10 o'clock. Check back several times throughout your day and stay informed with News Talk 820 WBAP. 99.5 FMHD2 and WBAP.com. All right, Dennis, thank you, sir. Let me tell you about Baylor Scott & White and uh, the fact that they sponsor this entire hour, and they have for 17 years. I guess I need to do some math on that one, and we thank them very, very much for what they have meant to the Sperry family and to this program and to many of you, many of us. I have some great news from Baylor Scott & White Health. They've made it easy for us to keep up with our health at any time. They now offer 24-7 video visits on the My BSW Health app. You can get virtual care whenever and wherever you need it, like right now or later tonight. Even on weekends when allergies start acting up, when you're out in the garden, or when you run into a stinging creature or poison ivy or some other rash-raising plant out in nature, the best part is that you don't even have to stop what you're doing to get the care you need. So you can stay focused on doing what you love. It's as easy as texting BETTER, B-E-T-T-E-R, to 88408 to download MyBSW Health today. Discover the convenience of 24-7 care. Text BETTER to 88408. That's Baylor Scott & White Health, my BSW Health. That's uh, text BETTER to 88408. The 2022 midterms, the Texas governor's race. Who will control the House and Senate? Keep connected, DFW, throughout your day, Tuesday, November 8th, for the latest results. Stay informed with News Talk 820 WBAP, 99.5 FM HD2, and WBAP.com. We have a phone line open right now if you'd like to call at 800-288-9227. If you prefer letters, if you just really want to spell the number out, how to figure out what word that would spell, 800 288 WBAP. That'll do for now. 800-288-WBAP. I want to tell you about Sunburst Shutters right now and invite you to give them a call to come to your home or to get directions to their showroom, which is right off the, uh, just one door away from their factory. I mean, they open the door and there are all the people making the shutters right there. It's as tidy as it can be. And uh, Collins Jones is the uh, owner-operator. His dad uh, founded the business 
gosh, it's been more than 30 years ago, and uh, Bruce is just uh, so proud of what what he has uh, has done, and then Collins is doing a masterful job. In fact, since Collins came aboard, uh, they have taken on Austin, San Antonio, Houston, and Waco, and, and uh, when Hurricane Harvey came through, uh, Collins was showing me some photographs of, of uh, sunburst shutters versus traditional wood shutters that were covered up by the Gulf of Mexico, the surge. And sunburst shutters, they had to wash them clean. The other shutters, ugh. They, they warped, they were ruined, they rotted, they were gone. That's the end of them. Adios. Sunburst shutters, because they're made of polywood with no natural wood in them. They look like wood, they feel like wood. All they had to do was clean them, and it didn't take long at all. Sunburst shutters, they're fabulous. They're two and a half, three and a half, or four and a half inch louver size, plantation style shutters, custom fit to each opening in your house. They're just great. How do I know so much? Because I'm a, no, I'm not a know-it-all. But in this case, I am because we have sunburst shutters at our home, and we use them every day, open and shut. We like the light in the house in the daytime, especially my wife does, and then we shut them at night, light tight. They are custom fit and energy tight. They're wonderful. That's sunburst shutters, sunburstshutters.com, 214-343. 2601 Nice People Sunburst Shutters Baylor Scott & White Health now offers virtual care anytime, like right now or later today, so you don't have to drop what you're doing to get the care that you need. Just text BETTER, B-E-T-T-E-R, to 88408 to download the My BSW Health app today. And now back to Neil. All right, Stuby. All right, here is the deal, folks. I have about 22 minutes left in the program. And uh, I have David and Garland standing between you and Radio Stardom. That's all there is. I need some calls. I have two lines open. 800-288-WBAP. Yes, you'll get on if you call now. 800-288-9227. Please do. Call me right now. If you have a garden question that you've been uh, waiting and, and wanting to, to ask, this is your chance. 800 288 9227. Don't tell me I couldn't get through because you can right now. David, this is Neil with you in Garland. How can I help you this morning? Uh, you've already started with my radio stardom. All right. You're on your way, pal. Yeah. Hey, I had a question for you. So we had we had a, a red mulberry tree that we loved for years, and it died. And I know they're junk trees, but it's a sentimental thing. And there's one in the back area that I just noticed that volunteered, and it's already seven and a half feet. If I want to move it from the back area to where the other one was, when would mm-hmm. be the best time? Should, should I wait for a freeze, or should I do it now? Or no, you need to wait until it freezes, till, till we've had a hard freeze in in the twenties, and uh, then transplant it. So, so basically, we're talking about uh, from uh, mid December on through mid uh, uh, February, sometime in that two month period. And David, I I would trim it back by a third just to compensate for the roots that you're going to lose in digging it. Try to hold the roots around it as much as you can. And I would very much suggest that you not plant it right where the other one was, but offset it by five feet just to get away from some of that organic matter that oh. is still there. There's too much organic matter. Now, when I trim it by a third, should I, the top, should I cut the top or not cut the top? Yeah, you are. You're taking a seven-foot tree down to five feet or so. Wow. And so that, that you know, asked another question. I went to a maple store and bought a maple tree, and um, I, I was I was moving it, and I broke the top off of it. Is that – I guess there's nothing you can do if you do that, but just plant it and see how it goes. It'll I mean, be what, absolutely what, fine. It'll grow. Oh, absolutely. It'll be fine. Uh, that's, that, that's, not, that's not a bad thing at all. I, I doubt when I when I buy new trees, I, I would imagine that probably eighty percent of the time I'll do some major reshaping of them. Oh, great, great. Well, thank you. I pre- oh, oh, yeah. Also, how big should the ball be that I that I cut for the? What's the? Into? How old is this tree? Two years. I doubt if it's two years. It's it seemed to shoot up like a weed, and uh, it's not very thick. So if it's if it's two years, I'd be surprised. All right. Well, it either came up in spring of uh, 21 or spring of 22. I don't think it germinate any other time. Um, and so it's uh, uh, as big as your thumb or 
broomstick or uh, bigger, than bigger than that? Bigger than that. Bigger than that. Like my thumb and my finger. Oh, together. Um, you need a soil ball probably that is uh, holding my hands apart. I'm, I'm guessing probably 14 or 15 inches in diameter and and maybe 12 or 14 inches deep. You'll need to you'll need to dig it with a sharpshooter spade, and um, I'm suggesting that halftime of the Cowboys game is not enough time. Uh, allow yourself an hour to dig it. I'm just uh, people people try to do it too quickly and impulsively and patiently, and and that's where the problem falls. Uh, just make sure you cut the roots carefully. Don't just jam the shovel down, and and you you must use a sharpshooter. A, a regular shovel will not work. Okay, so what do you mean by take your time cutting the roots? I don't understand. Well, you'll be you'll be severing roots, the lateral roots. Ninety percent of any tree's roots are in the top foot of soil. Most of the roots that you will cut are going to are going to come almost parallel to the surface of the soil. And so when you push the the shovel down into the soil, remember I, I suggested fourteen to sixteen inches in diameter. So you're going to be eight or nine inches, uh, seven or eight inches out from the trunk, um, and and you'll encounter some roots, some significant roots. You'll have to press down pretty hard to cut some of them. Uh, you may even have to uh, jiggle a little bit and go down a second time, third time to get through the root. Um, and in doing that, the tendency is to just cram it in and and smash the root, and you don't want to do that. You want to cut the roots gently. If you have to lift the shovel out and move some soil and use lopping shears to cut the roots, that's okay. But you're cutting those lateral roots, and and in the process of doing that, uh, you're trying to hold that ball of soil around the the remaining roots and around around the trunk, around the root ball. That makes sense? He's gone. He's already out there. <laughs> All right. Okay. Thank you. I kind of had a suspicion he was gone, Mike. <laughs> Thank you. Good luck with it, David. Water it as soon as you plant it. Plant it at the same depth at which it was growing where it is right now. All right. Let's see. Let's go to a Tom in Keller. This is going to be interesting. Tom, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. Long time listener. This is my first time calling in. Thank you for both. Thank you. Hey, uh, my wife and I are in our uh, 60s here, and we're, uh, with all this economy and everything, we're trying to uh, start a uh, garden, inside garden, using hydroponics um, in one of the rooms in our mobile home. And um, we're growing different. We're trying to supplement our vegetables and uh, tomatoes and stuff like that. And... I'm really confused about uh, artificial lighting. We're going LED, and I'm kind of confused about whether we should go full spectrum or the red-blue lights that they offer out there. I was wondering if you could give me a little insight on that. I'll try. Um, And you've already bought the hydroponic equipment and everything? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Um. I would, you know, before I answer, I think I'd probably want to do some homework. Um, well, and and the reason being that it's hard to supply enough light, and it's it's going to involve a lot of lights. I'm not sure you're going to save money. I think it's going to cost you a lot of money to do this right. Mm. Yeah, um, that's the the problem. If you ever look at a plant physiology lab. Uh, in college where where plants are being tested for various things and they want to have a very very carefully controlled environment so that they can vary only one thing and and see the effect of that one thing they'll have so much light they'll have banks of lights all the way around the plants um, it, the the number of foot candles of light that that vegetables need especially fruiting vegetables like tomatoes and and peppers um that that amount of light is just gigantic compared to what we can do with artificial lighting and so i i'd want to do a little bit of reading up on led lights i i don't know how practical that is Uh, hydroponic growing is not necessarily equated to uh, artificial lighting they're they're two separate things 
Okay. Is there a different direction I should go then uh, other than the LEDs? Or I, the, the problem is the lighting. Limited to, yeah, yeah really, LED lighting is fine because it's going to operate cooler than, than incandescent. You don't want incandescent. But uh, and or nor do you want fluorescent. But the uh, the problem is getting enough light. Uh, the hydroponic part we can deal with. Uh, some of the best vegetables in the world are are raised hydroponically. But the, but they're not they're not grown under lights. They're grown out in greenhouses, open greenhouses. I don't mean open to the weather, but open to the sunlight. Gotcha. That's the well, shortcoming. That's that's that what that's what gave me pause. Outside. It's not the hydroponic side. It's the it's the artificial lighting side. I, I don't know if you can get enough light. LED should work, gotcha. and full spectrum is probably the the way to go. But you know, I'm gonna let you do that homework. I'm having some some double vision issues, and I I don't know that I want to spend the hours it's gonna to take to get that research project underway. What I would do is uh, I would I would qualify it by not going to the websites of companies that sell the lights, indeed by going to university websites and and see what they are recommending. Um, and probably some of the leading ones that you would look at would be University of California, uh, uh, perhaps at Davis. Um, I, I don't know where they would have done that research. It might even be north. It might even be somebody like the University of Alaska where they are very short on lighting. I don't know. So this okay. is a great question. I'll see what I can find, but I, I, I don't know if I'll be able to uh, devote the hours that I would like to be able to. I'm really struggling with my glasses. Um, <laughs> it's, Me it's, too. Well, no, it's, uh, I got hit with a medical allergy with a, product two years ago that caused my eyes to cross and uh, i'm through that now thank god that was 11 weeks of awful but uh but i still can't find the right glasses um anyway to my point that's that's neither here nor there i I would start with university and uh, i'm fearful that you're going to end up in marijuana websites and that's not what you're asking about right and that's all the that's all the garbage i'm finding right now i'm trying to do like i was you got a good point, though. I think maybe Texas A and M or and it might have it, but but the but the hydroponic uh, production uh, in Texas is going to be in in regular greenhouses out in in sunlight. Mm. Most most incredible greenhouses I have seen for vegetable production. I can't go on much longer. I'm going to have to take a break. But the most incredible greenhouses that I have seen were out in uh, in in uh, Presidio County and Jeff Davis County in Marfa and, and Fort Davis. And uh, what is it? Cavalli? Is that the tomatoes that you see? Uh, village tomatoes. They have greenhouses all across the United States that, that raise hydroponic tomatoes. And they are huge greenhouse ranges. They go on for a quarter of a mile this way and a quarter of a mile back off the road or half a mile. And it's all, look them up online. They, they show photos of them. They're just a video of them. They're amazing. And, and the quality of their produce is wonderful. They're hydroponic, but they're, there's not a light in them. So anyway, okay. I, I'm, I'm out of my element on it, Tom, but I'll see what I can find. I'll see what I can find. I got to run, get my last right, break in. Know. Yeah, I didn't help you at all, but it was fun. And I, I will try to do some, some research. Thank you, sir. Ed Indicator, I'm coming to you right after this break. Stay with me, please. This one I can handle. It's on roadside esters. Um, this is the, <laughs> I said this at the same time last week. This is the last ad that I will do for my book at $32.95. I have the books now. They didn't come Monday like I was promised they would. They came late in the week, later in the week. And I had to leave the offer up on my website. Gretchen had to leave town on her vacation. I couldn't ask her to stay just to change the things. Grumble, grumble. So, but it's your, your good fortune because you can still get my book at 32.95. That will change Wednesday at close of business, Wednesday at five. So between now and then, if you'd like to get my book, fifth printing or sixth, if we run out of fifth printing, uh, at 32.95, you will be all set. 
It'll be a signed copy, satisfaction guaranteed, of the book with 11 chapters that tell you when to plant, prune, fertilize, and protect all your plants. That's chapter 2, 48 pages of a calendar. This is not a grid. It's a a calendar that tells you when to do all those things. Chapter 1 is the basics of gardening in Texas. Chapter 3 is ultra uh, complete on trees and then ultra-complete on shrubs for Chapter 4, vines and ground covers, annuals and perennials. Those are ultra-ultra-complete. Lawns, fruits, and vegetables. 840 of my photographs, 344 pages, a hardback, as I say, printed in San Antonio, and uh, it will cover all aspects of outdoor gardening for every county in Texas. Satisfaction guaranteed. I've not been asked to refund one penny on any of the copies that I have sold so far. So the way you can buy the book, there are two ways. It's not in stores, not on Amazon. You can either order it from my website or you can call my office Monday through Wednesday of this week. And uh, the phone number to the office, business hours, Monday through Wednesday, 800-752-GROW, 800-752-4769. Now, if you'd prefer, and I would certainly prefer, that you order it from the website. That way I know exactly how many to sign tonight when I'm signing. That's at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. This is Neil Sperry for Advanced Foundation Repair. I hope you never need their services, but if you do, you will be so glad they're available. Their estimates are absolutely free. Their work is guaranteed for the lifetime of the house. Give them a call for that free home inspection. 214-333-0003. They are the best. I know from firsthand experience. That's Advanced Foundation Repair. 214-333-0003. How much is a good shade tree worth? Well, it's worth thousands of dollars in the resale value of your home. Could it exceed $10,000? It all depends on the quality of the tree and the care that you give that tree. That care begins with a call to Arborological Services at 866-552-7267. You say to yourself, well, it sounds like I'm calling New Jersey. If I call that number, that's a toll-free number. Well, no, not at all. It is a toll-free number. That part's correct, but they are strictly local. They are strictly local. They they have 12 International Society of Arboriculture Certified Arborists. Each of them takes a portion of the Metroplex. You'll be seeing the same person each time when they come to check on the trees at your place. They will know your account. They will know your trees. They'll be able to monitor the uh, the, the vigor of your trees. They'll make notes of your trees and things to watch for with your trees. They are college-degreed plant pathologists, horticulturists, and foresters. Three of the people at Arborological Services have been selected as Arborists of the Year. They have a 13-time Texas State Tree Climbing Champion among their team members. It doesn't get any better than Arborological Services. Arborological.com, Facebook, Arborological Services, Inc., Twitter, at The Tree Experts. Again, that phone number. 866-552-7267. Logical services. Once again, join Neil in thanking this hour's sponsor, Baylor Scott and White Health, for offering virtual care anytime, even nights, and Saturdays and Sundays on the MyBSW Health app. Just text BETTER, B E T T E R, to 88408 to download it today. And now, back to Neil. All right, Snoopy, thank you very much. And we go to Ed Indicator. Ed, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, sir. How can I help you? Oh, well, uh, okay, this this year my front yard has just been taken over completely by roadside asters. I sprayed 2,4-D in the springtime, but they seem to have ignored that. And so I just wonder if it's too late in the year to do anything about it now, if I should just wait until spring or what I should do. Well, it's too late to get any kind of control. Um, how long have they been blooming? Four weeks? Three, four weeks? Yeah, three or four weeks. Yeah, they almost immediately go to seed. The The very first blooms produce seed, and the seed ripens very quickly. So I think you probably have a ready crop of, of uh, seeds for next year. 
let me explain to people what roadside aster is so they'll know what we're talking about. A lot of people may not recognize it by name. Uh, this is the little wiry weed that will bloom at, at half an inch of height if it's mown that short or any height in between ab- above that uh, with uh, small uh, daisy-like uh, white or lavender or pinkish lavender flowers uh, that are maybe the size of a dime or smaller. Um, it is called roadside aster, and Ed, without trying to cast aspersions on anyone's lawn, because I have them in mind too uh, from time to time, it is a weed of neglect. Uh, it shows up in areas where we have the hardest time taking care of our lawn, uh, maybe out along the curb or way back by the fence in the alley or you know, places where it's hard to fertilize and hard to water. And so that tells us, that gives us a clue in how to, how to eliminate it. One way is to ramp up the care that we give our lawns. This year that was hard to do because we had water restrictions, we had drought, we had very high temperatures, everything was stacked against us. But if you fertilize uh, more heavily and if you can water just a little bit more and mow frequently to keep the, the lawn grass growing aggressively and spreading, it'll crowd out most of these. Uh, the, the 2,4-D that you used is the right product to use, but you were too early in using it. You're not going to see roadside asters until summertime. Do you have St. Augustine or Bermuda? Uh, Bermuda. All right, that's good news because you can use 2,4-D all the way through the summer on Bermuda. You, uh, you cannot use it in the heat on St. Augustine. But St. Augustine usually is very efficient at crowding out the, the roadside asters. So our, our game plan then is to, is to step up the watering and the fertilizing a bit. You don't have to go nuts on it. That will help crowd out the roadside aster and then use the, uh, the, the 2,4-D spray. Um, you, you usually can see the, the little wiry green tufts of the weed growing if they're there, uh, by late June. And that's the time to treat for it with a with a, a spray uh, tank that allows you to put a not a mist but a very fine droplet size down on it. The leaves are so small you have to use fine droplets. If you use a hose in sprayer, it usually puts out big droplets that that roll off too easily. So I All think right. I covered everything. Does that that sound good? Yeah, sounds oh. good. I you can do it. I know you can. Ed, thanks for the call. And thanks for waiting on me. Well, to Mike Bass, thank you, sir, for helping me keep the program on the wheels today. And, uh, folks, thanks for listening very much. Hope you have a wonderful gardening week. Until next Sunday morning, happy gardening.